Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Scott Watley. Glad to have our co-host, Kevin Flesh, in studio. Kevin, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Man, you know, hey, uh, you know, just being very transparent with everyone, just, I think just the way life has been over these last few years, um, it seems like um, over the last several months, especially, um, and a lot of our guests, uh, our show, of course, is live on Saturdays 1 to 2, and a lot of our guests are busy and doing things, so they're asking if we can pre-record and all right. that, and so uh, along with schedules as well, it's just been a while since Kevin's got to be in with us, but uh, man, it's good to have you in Yeah, it's been, it's been too long, and, and I agree, Scott, you're always, you know, we talk on a regular basis about, hey, I've got this interview and that, and, and just with my schedule with the law practice and stuff, it's it's been difficult but boy we've we've had a good summer and uh been out you know we've, we've talked briefly we have we got out to shoot yeah hey, oh, that speak, was fun it was fun <laughs> well, I well got, some were fun yeah, yeah some were fun but I, it's so funny because we've shot quite a bit um but um how when you get out of practice number one a little rusty but just then our bot is just sort of the strange places that I had like aches and pains <laughs> afterward. And we, we were shooting sporting clays yeah. to be, uh, to define this yes, out exactly. at Kiowa Creek and uh, man, a lot of great stations they have out there, but man, it, it was fun just to yeah. get out there and smell the gunpowder exactly. and shoot stuff, man. But you know, like three days later, my shoulder is sore and, <laughs> and then my calves are sore. I don't, I was like, why is my lower body sore? But it was the way that I think we were standing at I some know. of the stations and things yeah. like that was pretty funny. It I was, was but yeah, and uh, been out doing a bunch of fishing, and so that's been good. And and uh, got a new boat, so I've been doing some new floats on some rivers back in Wisconsin that have been great. And and so uh, you know, it's just one of those things where we get busy. The, the part of the show is we're sure. out doing stuff, absolutely, and uh, doing research. Yeah, yeah, right? research, yeah. research on assignment, right? On yeah. assignment, and so. Um, but it certainly is going to lend to uh, some additional fun discussions as we go go along. So what are you hearing around the state? I mean, it seems like, you know, with the drought and all, there's been some, um, you know. Some warm water. Um, warm and, water and, and, and low, low water. water. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, you know, the Colorado in particular has been hit pretty hard, and there's been sections of the river that they're just not fishing on certain days because they want to protect the trout and, and making sure that they don't have real high mortality because mm-hmm. of the warm water. And so people just have to be aware of that. And so... Um, but you know, at the same time, like over the Fourth of July, we were we were fishing some some reservoirs up uh, around Summit County and doing pretty well. Um, so that's been interesting too. Been able to do a little bit of that, um, and um, so you just have to be flexible about sort of what things you can do. And and you know, in this time of year, especially this is great time if you um, are into hiking and going into and fishing sure. some of these remote lakes. If if let, let's say you had planned a, a Colorado trip and that's just not going to work out. Out, you know a lot of times the guides will have the ability to do some other things that are a little bit unusual but maybe just as fun to try something new to get back and see if you can catch some big cutthroats or big uh, mm-hmm. brook trout on some of these lakes up in the mountains and you have to you have to spend a little time hiking but it can be really rewarding sure you know, I thought we'd get Kevin on here, uh, here to talk about a little bit from the legal side of things. Our big game season is just around the corner, and, um, you know, certainly there's some uh, laws and things you can get in trouble with fishing as well. 
But as we uh, come up on the big game season, Kevin, thought I'd just um, have you just talk a little bit because uh, you do help folks with uh, wildlife violations, uh, different things like that, maybe crossed over on somebody's property. And, boy, I think that's where we got to start is yeah. – you have to know where you are. And I'm going to say this and add this. Even if you're with the guy. Yeah. Now, let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. Whose fault is it? I mean, or is the guide? <laughs> I know it's so interesting. No, it's the hunter that if you shoot an animal or you're in a place and you have contact with the landowner that says you're not supposed to be here and you are with the guide, you're still responsible. Um, so it's so interesting and it's, you know, it's this time of year where people are, if they haven't already set up some sort of guided experience, mm -hmm. you know, some of the things you'll want to look at with regard to the guide is making sure that they're properly licensed and making sure that they, uh, have in the, the, in that unit, in that <laughs> unit, because we've had cases yeah. over, I've had cases over the year where you get into a situation where the person doesn't have the right to be there and they may be trespassing and they're bringing you on as a client, as a mm -hmm. trespasser. And you trust them that they're doing the right thing, but that's where your homework has to be done before the, the big game season to make sure that you're with a reputable person and that they're in the zone that they, they should be, or a unit that, the, that you, they should be, um, and that they're doing things legally. I know it's crazy to sound, but people really, especially in this environment, because with COVID, it had been, you know, people had been so busy and guides had been so busy because so many people wanted to get out in the outdoors and it was such a good relief from all that we were going through. But with that volume, there's a certain segment mm -hmm. of the population that will try to take advantage of that. And so you as a hunter have to make sure that you understand where you're at and what you're doing. And you will be ultimately responsible for being in that wrong place, even though you were guided. You can make all the excuses in the world, but unfortunately, CPW is still going to hold you responsible. And I've had those those hearings where we have to admit, yeah, but we were relying on what the guy does. And most of those hearing officers don't really care. Yeah. They're going to take points from you and they're going to make uh, an example of you and make sure you understand that you've got to be responsible. Sure. And, and, and listen, ethically, we all are in that situation when we're out in the field. It's, it's, it's a pastime for, for us as those that are doing the recreation. It's not, we're generally speaking, we're not there to, to get an animal to feed our family over the winter. We're not doing that in the way of, you know, if you were in Alaska for right. most of the time. We're, most of the time we've got resources so that that's not an issue. So if that's the case, and if we understand what our ethical obligation is, let's just, just follow through with that. And mm -hmm. don't get too excited about that huge animal that you're not sure if it's on the right, you know, whether or not it's in the right unit or whether or not it's on whose property. All of those things have to be worked out. And, and it's a safe ethical shot. And, you know, the, the big game brochure comes out every year. And, of course, they always have what's new yeah. uh, for the year. Uh, you know, I don't care how long you've been here, man. Take the time to read through that. Again, it's your responsibility to know that. You can't say, well, I didn't read it or yeah. I didn't know it. So you've got to know. And, uh, you know, tagging the animal, animal immediately, uh, you know, is a law. I mean, you can't put it in the truck, take it back to camp, and if you get stopped and it's not tagged. Right. You get in trouble. You get in trouble. Yeah. The other thing that people have to remember, too, is Colorado has different laws relating to party hunting and, and all the things that it may be legal in another state um, that it may not be legal here. So mm -hmm. if you're used to, you know, if you're used to hunting in Nebraska or Kansas or Wyoming, 
you know, and you think the laws are, are identical, make sure that that's the case and that right. your assumptions are accurate. Because and there's point restrictions on different things and different units, you know, so again, it's your responsibility to know. So um, let's take the case, Kevin, where, you know, you do something wrong. Yep. You, you shoot an elk that's, you know, maybe doesn't have the proper points or whatever. Yeah. How do we handle that? So the first thing is um, what your situation is and what what you believe um, has taken place and sort of what that CPW will be able to prove. Obviously, we've all gone through hunter safety, and we all realize that different than, a let's say, a criminal um, DUI case or a speeding case where <laughs> the Constitution applies in those cases, it still applies in CPW cases, but CPW is a little different in the way that they handle their violations. So if you get into a situation where it's truly an accident, where it's truly just a mistake in your part, and there's no real, I mean, it's still maybe a, a criminality in the sense of, of points on your, relating to your history mm -hmm. and, a, and a license, and it may affect your ability to hunt or fish down the road. Um, but it's, it's clearly a mistake that was understandable. You've got to assess sort of what took place and how it happened. If you know, if you're, if you're constantly shooting over your limit and constantly doing things that aren't ethical, you know, you're in a situation and you've had a bunch of points taken from your license already. Those are situations where you have to start looking at what exactly you're doing out in the field and trying to, right. uh, and, and really taking a look at your lifestyle and, and working on that. But for the majority of us where there, it may be an accident that is a violation and you need to just own it, then those are situations where you need to call CPW, explain what's taken place, and be honest with them about what's happened. Because they'll give you some real credibility and really give you the ability to work your way through that process in general mm -hmm. if you are upfront about what took place and, and take care of it. Now, I mean, you, you may lose the animal, for example, and you may lose the, the meat and, and everything else, but it's going to be a mitigator when it comes to what they're going to give you for some sort of ticket, and it probably will save your privilege to be able to hunt and fish in the state. Right. Um, it's those sorts of situations. But every situation is different. And like what I tell people whenever we have these sorts of seminars where we talk about this, remember that you still have the Constitution to rely upon. So if it's a situation where you don't want to make a statement because it'll incriminate you for sure, and you don't know if they can prove the case otherwise, well, then you probably have to have to report it, but then not make any statements. Right. And, and not uh, explain other than the basic details about what took place. Pretty much same as a police officer stopping yep. us. You do have to show identification. Exactly. Yep. So in the event that you're fishing or hunting in the state of Colorado and a CPW officer just shows up and they're having a nice, nice conversation with you, that's going to be a, a casual conversation. They have the ability to ask you for a fishing or hunting license okay. depending upon what you're doing. Um, obviously, in the, if you're in the course of fishing, you have a fishing rod in your hand, <laughs> you're standing in the middle of a river, you're fishing, you have to provide them some sort of proof that you have a valid uh, fishing license. Same thing with hunting. If it, if it looks like you're pursuing some sort of animal, you're going to be needing to provide them some sort of proof that you have the proper licensing. Right. Yeah, and there's nothing, and, and your identification, who you are. They have every right, just like they would in a traffic stop, to ask you who you are and get some sort of license to be able to do what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And and my experience with the major I've never had a negative experience with officers out in the field. If you are upfront with them, you give them the information that they want, you tell them a little bit about what you're doing, 
and they move on because they're just interested in finding out. It could be an opportunity for them to give you some education about something. It could also be a situation where they're just curious. They're just right. in the area and wanting to know. I had a, a personal experience up in Wyoming. I had taken my float, uh, I'd taken my boat up um, to get some work done. I was going to fish for a day. And I was like, ah, do I really need a license in Wyoming? I'm going to be here f- literally four hours. Right. And I went and got a day license. And sure enough, two hours into my trip, I'm just sitting by a, uh, fishing by a, a, a bridge, a CPW off or whatever they call the Wyoming officers, <laughs> drove in and said, hey, how really? you doing? Just had a conversation. And luckily I had my license. But she's like, normally, she saw the Colorado plates. And she said, well, a lot of people don't get a license for the day. So I thought I'd check. And uh, and I was sick, and I was square. But had I not done that, then I would have gotten a ticket. And it's just what, you know what? It, it, we we have such excellent resources mm-hmm. in our state and other states. Um, I know a lot of people think that the the licenses are too much. But in considering what we pay for other things in our life, especially with inflation, sure. go get the license, get yeah. it taken care of, and you don't have to worry about it. Right. Once again, it is Flesh and Beck Law, and uh, hey, put this number in your phone. You're going to be in the outdoors. Put this number in your phone uh, in case you need it. And and real quick, Kevin, if you know if you're not sure if you should really say a lot, then probably don't, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not sure what to do, say as little as possible. Give your mm-hmm. ID, and then you don't have to answer any other questions. Right. Yep. Then give Kevin a call, and, and then give us a call, and then we can we can always follow up. And if there's something that you do think uh, after we talk with you about it, if there is something that we need to talk with uh, CPW about, and given a uh, some sort of uh, statement or answer questions, I I handle those on a regular basis. They'll come to my office. Yeah. It's always fun to have CPW officers <laughs> in my office getting getting some work done. So. All right. And really, uh, Kevin also, of course, handles uh, criminal matters, personal injury matters, and I uh, hope you don't need any of this, but we just wanted to get Kevin on. It's like I say, it has been a little bit since he's been able to be in studio with us to just let you know he does handle these things in the outdoors. So once again, the number 303-806-8886. Kevin, thanks for being in. Thank you. You're you. listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll take a quick break and be back with more right after this. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Get relief from flesh and back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. 
Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix Weaponry in Berthard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, your host of Sportsman of Colorado, here once again to tell you why Phoenix Weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm. Phoenix Weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer. With a combined experience of over 45 years, the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea. Phoenix Weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ARs and builds custom precision rifles, as well as a full line of pistol, shotgun, and rifle suppressors. Whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast, let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496 or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hail, give us a call at 303-390-1382. We'll give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303-390-1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com. Now's the time to get into the Outdoorsman's Attic. Their summer sale is in full swing. All fishing gear, 10 to 50% off. Tents, sleeping bags, and packs save 30%. 30% off all knives. Sitka clothing, 25% off. And if you're in the market for a gun safe, stop by the Outdoorsman's Attic. It's Colorado's largest outdoor consignment store, located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. They've also got live bait, and if you haven't picked up your Colorado fishing or hunting licenses yet, they can help you there as well. If your firearm needs some work, head downstairs and see Scott the Gunsmith. If you've got some hunting, fishing, and camping gear you're just not using anymore, stop by and see Billy and he will explain their consignment program and how you can turn that gear into cash. Outdoor gear, guns, and ammo, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. Just a quick reminder now, if you miss our live show on Saturdays, 1 to 2, here on KLZ 560, we replay twice on Sunday, and that is from 8 to 9 in the morning, and then once again, 7 to 8 at night, uh, of course, right here on KLZ 560. Well, it is good to have our friend Will Larrabee back with us. You've heard Iron Forge Commercial Repair a couple of times on now, and uh, just kind of explaining all they do. So wanted to just talk about some different things as we're approaching our big game season here, and a lot of folks are going to be hitting the roads and highways and driving all over to different states, and, of course, here in Colorado as well. And, Will, first of all, welcome to the show again. How are you? 
I'm doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me back. You bet, you bet, man. And you know, Will, I think you've probably seen it too, boy. You're, you know, driving up I-70 somewhere or <laughs> I-25, and boy, they didn't even make it out of town, and their trailers pulled over with a flat, or you know, they got problems with an RV, and man, just did not do the proper mechanical things to get ready for the season. And so, big mistake. But hopefully, we can help them out now. But just what some general things that um, you know I want to kind of talk through today that you guys offer there at Iron Forge, and uh, their address is 7144 Reynolds Drive in Sedalia, just right off of Airport Road. So that's kind of in between Levere's and the town of Sedalia, um, and uh, been there a number of years, and just do a great job in repairs. So what's just some common, uh, we'll just start out kind of with an opening statement, I guess we'll call it is, is, man, just what you see in the calls you get of people that didn't prepare their vehicles and trailers and ATVs and all that properly. Uh, yeah, we get uh, a lot of calls like that being a trailer repair company. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times it's basic ones are couplers, uh, your electrical bearings, axles, your tires, you know, and then uh, basically same structure, stuff like that. We get a lot of calls on that. Um, things to be paying attention to uh, before a trip. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. You know, I think a lot of guys, I was talking to one guy and I was telling him about you, and he goes, well, I only use mine, you know, like for hunting. So when I get back in October, I park it and then do the next October, you know. But, man, you something just sitting out maybe just baking in the sun going through all the weather and the temperature changes here it's still good to get it back in if you hadn't used it since last october right um yeah we do a lot of yearly inspections for a lot of different uh people out there you know equestrian uh commercial um obviously hunters but i think it's important to once a year have it looked at um just have it looked over it's the simplest thing uh sitting in a field Wiring gets shoot up by a rabbit. Uh, you could lose your lights, lose your brakes, tires could rot. There's a there's a lot of things you can look for there. Sure, absolutely. And once again, the address is 7144 Reynolds Drive in Sedalia, and their number is 720-312-7095. And uh, we were talking before we came on air here, but you're open Tuesday through Friday, but you they can always reach you by phone, right? Yes. Yeah, we have somebody on the phone uh, seven days a week, and uh, we take messages. Um, we even have drop-offs for the weekend. We have a fenced-in yard with cameras. Uh, we give you a gate code. You come in at your leisure, and you can drop it off at our yard, and uh, we'll take care of you from there. All right, good deal. All right, let's kind of start out in, in no particular order here, but let's take ATVs a little bit. Um, tell us maybe some of the things that you do for ATVs and as far as the mechanical side and then maybe any accessories. Um, the mechanical side, we can pretty much take care of any anything we can buy parts for. Um, I don't do much engine work, um, but uh, anything as far as basic maintenance, uh, tires, uh, anything outside the engine, so chassis work. Okay. Um, we also install plows on them from time to time, but uh, I built special racks for them. A uh, guy wanted a tire carrier, or he wanted his luggage rack, or his rack on his vehicle, the ATV built up a little higher so he could carry more things, or he could add a seat, or just, just whatever he needed at the time. Oh, okay. All right. And UTVs, I, I assume, as well. 
I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, the UTVs? Yes, the UTVs. Um, basic same, same thing. Uh, yeah. We'll do all the chassis work. Some minor edge work, you know, if you got a leak or something on there, we're not afraid to get into that, but uh, we'll just stay on the outside exterior chassis stuff. Right. And, you know, hunting racks, uh, as you say, man, you're a custom kind of shop there, so somebody's got something in mind, there's pretty much good chance you can build it, right? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people come to me with uh, their napkin and a drawn-out plan on there of, like, kind of what they're looking for, and um, as we build it, we'll critique it and make it better. Um, you know, custom racks and stuff like that, are they're not going to be something you can buy online, of course, you know, but we do a lot of it. I've done a lot of tripod stands, uh, the T-stands for people, added a winch. Um, we've actually put in a receiver-style uh, game rack, so you can and then plug in a small winch on there that goes right to your uh, plug-in for your trailer, and mm-hmm. you can power that off of there and, and pull your game up as you need it. What do you like as far as winches? You know, there's some that come with the cable, um, you know, the metal cable, and then the others more of the rope-type winch. What, what do you like uh, the best, like, for ATVs and UTVs? Well, strength-wise, cable's always going to be your better bet. But over time, they get kinked, and, you know, and then they start breaking the strands of wire that, you know, make up the cable. Mm-hmm. And then they become a kind of a hazard. You're not wearing gloves that could open your hand up. Man, no doubt. Uh, but I'm definitely a synthetic rope type person because there's just so much more safety factor there. Um, you can bend it however you want. Um, it's not going to, you know, fray and, and cut you. Um, I think it's just, it's lighter. It's also lighter, so that helps with, you know, if you got a receiver-style rack and, and stuff, you already got kind of a monstrosity of iron and things there. Uh, so whatever you can do to make it a little lighter is always helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, if you're just joining us, Will Larrabee is our guest. He's the owner there at Iron Forge Commercial Repair, 7144 Reynolds Drive in Sedalia. And look, we're, we're kind of focusing on getting ready for the hunting season here, but I'm telling you, they do a lot of great work there. Uh, you know, it won't be too long. The snow will be flying. <laughs> I know it's just hard to think about right now, but they do. Uh, they have some great snow plow sales and service, um, you know, trailer service and parts, light-duty commercial repairs. They do welding and fabrication, uh, steel and aluminum. Um, and you also have a certified weight scale there, right? Yeah, we have a certified weight scale through the state of Colorado, um, and uh, we'll ten dollars to weigh it. Uh, you can be up to forty feet on there. Typically, most trailers and trucks don't really go that far, but um, but yes, it's, it's available. All right. Now let's talk about some of the custom work that you can do inside of a you know RV trailer or that kind of thing. I mean, do, what, what's a couple of cool things you've done? Um, wow, we've done a lot of stuff for, like, plumbing companies. Well, we built a lot of cages and shelves and things like that in there for storage. Um, I did have one customer come to us that was a drone farmer, and uh, he needed some racks and uh, stuff to store batteries, uh, the drones, the cabinets, and we also installed TVs and a uh, desk inside the trailer for one guy. Um, and then from there, it can go to landscaping. So tons of shelves, tons of racks to hang landscaping equipment on, uh, racks to put shovels in, uh, basically cargo control is what it would be. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. 
Hey, going back to like the bearings and axle and tires and all of that. Um, so, how often really should you should you you know repack those bearings and things like that on a trailer? You know, I usually base it on mileage. You know, I talk to my customers and see if they're how many miles a year are they doing. Are they doing six thousand, eight thousand miles a year? You know, you should repack them every year. Okay. Um, if somebody's not doing that, you know, I say every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, an easy way to check your bearings is always to grab your wheel when the vehicle is sitting on a flat surface and grab the top of the tire and pull in and out on the tire. Um, if you got a little wheel knocking, there will it be bearings, be your bearings. And so if you hear a little knocking going on there, you know, typically there's guys out there that can, you know, tighten up the bearing themselves or whatever. But if there's somebody that's not comfortable doing that, we're more than happy to do that. But that's an indication, you know, that you got some bearings that are uh, not adjusted properly. And as they go down the road, they hammer like that and it causes more wear and tear on them. And man, it's so much more convenient to do it on your own time, so to speak, than on the outside of I-25 or I-70. And <laughs> well, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be on the side of the highway. Man, uh, no doubt. You know, people are not going down, they're not pulling over. So, you know, your safety is important there. Sure, for sure. Hey, now what about game hangers? Can you build somebody wanting to, um, you know, something to hang their uh, elk on, their deer on, whatever? Uh, can you build those as well? Yes, we can. We can modify and build them uh, to their design. We can be as heavy duty as they'd like to be or as light duty as they'd like to be. It's, you know, just depends on what, they, what they're needed for, like what their expectations would be. Mm-hmm. And I guess most people probably put a winch with that too, right? Yeah, we can do hand crank winches if you like, you know. Um, and then we can also put a small electric winch on there, run it off a 12-volt. Mm-hmm. Um, do it that way. It just depends on what people want to do and how much they'd like to spend. Yep, absolutely. Once again, it's Iron Forge Commercial Repair, 7144 Reynolds Drive in Sedalia. The number is 720-312-7095. Also to mention, they service all size of fleets, uh, light, medium, heavy trucks, RV. They got truck accessories, uh, ski rack, storage shelving, custom uh, everything really they can do there uh they just have a great great staff there great great mechanics and uh they don't do any sales uh for uh, anything but except the snowplow side i guess will but um you know let's take a minute and talk about those because i said it won't be too long man the snow will be flying kind of tell us about your snowplows and what you offer there um well we're a dealer for two different plow companies service all plows um but we uh, we ser- we sell uh, Boss and Snow X. We specialize in that service, sales, and warranty. Um, we put them on anything. Uh, people come in with uh, gators. They come in with uh, the new rock sores. Have you seen the rock sores? Yes, yes. Uh, they come in with those. We just stuck one on, uh, installed one on our customers today. Um, ATVs, UTVs, you know, trucks, tractors. Pretty much, you can put it on anything. Um, but, yep, snow's getting ready to fly. Uh, we are getting busy with that, uh, getting a lot of calls lately on that, which is good. Um, but uh, we do it all. We'll take care of everybody's plows. Even if they have an existing plow, um, we'll work on any brand. It doesn't matter. 
Okay, good deal. And we'll mention this earlier, but they do have a very, very nice uh, lot there that's secure, cameras, all that, so you don't have to worry about any of that mess going on. And uh, But they these folks have been doing it for a long, long time. Highly, highly recommend them. Uh, I took a trailer over there recently, and, boy, they got it all fixed up for me. And, uh, matter of fact, Kevin Flesh, our co-host for Sportsman Colorado, is about to take that trailer to, to Wisconsin. So, But we wanted to get it over to Will and have it all checked out before he made that trip. But, um, Will, man, we appreciate it. And, man, we are glad you are with us here on our show and uh, partner with us. And, folks, I'm telling you, get it over there now hey as we get closer to hunting season and all uh they're going to get busy so get it over there now get it fixed up get it in just for an inspection and we'll let hey i like to be really transparent with people somebody brings a you know a a atv trailer over there or whatever they're going to haul some stuff i mean what's an inspection kind of run uh for you just to check it out uh well you know for people to come in and mention their show um, I would do an inspection for 50 bucks. Okay. Oh, well, that's uh, super and that, fair. And that will cover checking your coupler and making sure that it's properly working, working properly, excuse me. And then uh, that would be checking all the lights, making sure they're all working properly. If you have brakes on your vehicle, we'll make sure that the brakes work. We'll make sure that the safety breakaway works. Okay. Um, we'll make sure the frame and structure is, is good. Like, you're not going to have anything falling off of the trailer onto the highway as far as the trailer goes all right well man we appreciate that very much that's a very fair deal so hey give them a call 720-312-7095 let them know you heard about him here on sportsman of colorado and he'll do that inspection for 50 bucks when you mention the show so will hey man i know you're busy but we appreciate it and i'll get by there and see you soon sir it sounds good, Scott. Thank you for your time, and have a great day. All right, you as well. That's Will Larrabee, Iron Forge Commercial Repair. Hey, your one-stop shop, really, for all you need mechanically for just about anything, they can fix it, all right? So get by and see them. If you need to get a winch on an ATV or your UTV or you want to get some hunting racks built, uh, hey, think positive. You wanting to build you a game hanger just to get ready there at your house or whatever, they can fix you up. 720-312-7095, Iron Forge Commercial Repair. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be back with more right after this. Riding an e-bike will make you feel like a kid again. Just try it. Hi, I'm Randy Crancy, founder of e-bike of Colorado. E-bikes are a fun way to ride the trails. Pedal assist technology flattens the steepest hills. We have 14 major brands to choose from, and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike. Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville, next to the historic Grain Elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at eBikeofColorado.com. Just try it. Are you in the market for a new firearm, or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, we'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. 
Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. We believe purchasing a firearm should never be intimidating, uncomfortable, or even inconvenient. We love working with first-time gun buyers because we understand that buying your first gun is a big decision. We're here to provide you the knowledge and confidence you need to purchase the right firearm the first time. If you're in the market for a hunting rifle or shotgun, concealed carry pistol, home defense shotgun, something tactical, military surplus, antique, or something truly unique for your collection at Bighorn Firearms, we have got you covered. We buy, sell, trade, and even offer consignment. Whether it's a single firearm, a large gun collection, or an entire estate that needs to be evaluated, we're here to help. Bighorn Firearms offers an excellent selection of premium parts to complete your custom AR-15 build, as well as a wide range of accessories, ammunition, cleaning supplies, optics, holsters, specialty gear, firearms instruction, silencers, on-site NFA fingerprinting, transfers, shipping, and on-site gunsmithing including repairs, maintenance, custom laser engraving, custom coatings, slide cuts, and optic mounting, just to name a few. So come check us out and see what the Bighorn Experience is all about. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online, bighornusa.com. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. Let me tell you who I've been trusting. My eye care to, it is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam, a thorough eye exam, and take care of you so they've never raised that price. So get in. Give them a call, 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs. If you're needing a new pair of glasses, hey, you want to have a, a better experience in the outdoors, whether it's golf, riding your bike, they've got the stack sports pack, so prescription sunglasses. Maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out. Give Allen Stack a chance at Stack Optical. Of course, they can handle repairs, your contacts, all of it. Right there at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver, 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com is the website. And I always tell you, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 
Hey, Dan, you know, our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer. You're an attorney and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower, lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay. Pay the least. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. You know, we've been doing our show since 2013, and one of the first guests we had was our next guest, and that is Austin Parr with Discount Fishing Tackle. So, Austin, it's hard to believe we've been doing this show this long together. How are you? Doing great, Scott. I know. It's been a long time. It sure has. Well, hey, man, let's uh, give everybody a little fishing report around, maybe here locally, and then what's happened in the mountains and any other areas you may know of. Yeah, so we're in a transitional period, certainly on the front range here, particularly in our larger bodies of water. The gizzard shad that we mentioned so frequently as the main bait fish species have all spawned and the babies are starting to come out over the open water. And what that means is that there's all of a sudden just a, an abundance of food for all these fish in the lake. And although the shad aren't super big yet, maybe an inch to an inch and a half, uh, the fish are starting to focus in on them a little bit. Uh, the bite has still been okay on a live bait presentation that you'd be finding like we were doing earlier in June and, and early in May. Mm-hmm. But you can get a few fish on that still, but transitioning to more reactionary presentations as well as trolling presentations to image bait fish is definitely going to be the better bet coming up over the next couple of weeks. So jigging wraps and blade baits and then trolling lures like Salmo Hornets, uh, the Flicker Shads from Berkeley as well, that all will be productive. And then... Uh, but focusing in right now still on some of your structure points. The fish are still up on top of humps at places like Chatfield and Cherry Creek and Pueblo, and fishing to those with those same presentations we just mentioned will be good. But then over the next maybe two weeks, the shad will get big enough where those walleyes will peel off of that structure and they'll be more suspended. So more of a trolling pattern out in the main water with suspended fish chasing bait fish will be better. And that's where the things like this thing. Uh, Salma Hornets and the Berkeley Flicker Shads and the Shad Rafts all will do better behind planer boards. Right. And what are these water temps, you know, when, man, when it gets up in these high 90s, and how does that change things? Well, I mean, a lot of people think that that late summer, late summer period, they just say, oh, the water's too hot, the fish aren't biting. Well, that's definitely not the case. I mean, we were out in Kansas this last week, and had water temperatures that on the graph, both graphs were 87 degrees, whereas around here we're only in the 72 or 73 degree mark. So we're still a long ways off of those temps out east there. But um, in general, the fish will still be eating walleyes and bass and and um, all your different panfish species and such all do quite well in that warm water type environment. Hmm. So you don't have to worry about the fish not being active like a trout will. But on the other hand, people think they're not active because they're not biting because there's so many bait fish in the lake. So they have so much food to eat that trying to get them to get your lure rather than the natural bait fish swimming around them can be the challenge. So that's where those 
reactionary presentations to try and, instead of trying to feed them something, get them to react to it, sometimes can be more effective. So that's really a, a deal we'll be dealing with that all the way through the early part of the fall until we get some cooler temperatures in October where it will shock some of these same bait fish and you can go and, and have a little bit better success once again with the same reactionary presentations, but the bite picks up as you get into the fall again. Right. Again, Austin Parr is our guest. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store, 2645 South Santa Fe. Their number 303-698-2550. So what advice just around locally, and again, you know, Cherry Creek, Chatfield, whatever, where, you know, there's a lot of people, boy, get their kids out fishing, which we love seeing, but maybe they don't have a boat, so they got to fish in the bank. What, what are a few areas maybe on just each of those uh, pieces of water there uh, that you could give some advice on to maybe take some kids out? Cherry Creek's slightly more challenging with some of these bait fish, peeling those fish off the shoreline. But Chatfield still has a really good smallmouth bass bite along the rock faces. Uh, when the bait fish come out, you can get really a pretty spectacular topwater bite early and late in the day. So little poppers and zara spooks, even a whopper plopper, all are, are pretty easy to work, and especially things like a popper and a whopper plopper where you just kind of just move the rod tip a little bit. Or in the case of the, the plopper, you just cast and reel it. It's really good for if a kid can can cast reasonably but then you can also put bait underneath the float up on those shallow rock faces as well so things like leeches will have those probably for the next two or three weeks usually until the the last week of july or first week of august is when those disappear but then things like shiners and fathead minnows underneath bobbers also can be very effective so that's a really good opportunity for kids with the one caveat being that it is on the rock faces so it could be a little bit more treacherous to, to get them out there, so be cautious mm-hmm. with that. But then uh, there's some great small local ponds all around town. There's little bass in a lot of these ponds and bluegills, and you can go as basic as a worm under a bobber or as in-depth as you want, really. Uh, the same topwater presentations will work early and late in the day, and that really is an explosive hit, so it's an exciting way to get some kids on some fish. But things like Sanko worms rigged weedless on a weightless Texas rig, uh, as well as just casting and, and retrieving something like a chatterbait can all be really good this time of year. So those small local ponds are worthwhile. But the other thing that I always mention is that in Colorado, although we have a lot of the panfish and, and the bass, a lot of times with young kids, I like going up into the hills just a little bit and getting some trout. Sure. So places like Evergreen have been pretty recently stocked. And especially if somebody wants to go and keep some fish, that really is a much better place to go than trying to keep some bass out of a small pond that can be uh, a lot of times can't support that harvest. So going up and and fishing some power bait on the bottom or throwing something like a a hard lure, a cast master or an HD trout jerk bait all work well. And that's really a, a pretty good place to be now that they've stocked that pretty recently. But other places like Georgetown and Terry all still can be worthwhile uh, as far as taking young kids out right walk us through a little bit i had to tell me i told a guy i was going to have you on he said ask him about fishing etiquette a little bit he said we were out the other day and i forgot where he was at but he said man they were catching some and this would go this boat came over to him and he said it was like four feet from their boat this guy just pulls up and starts fishing beside him what is there kind of just maybe even an unspoken uh, rule or just, uh, you know, hey, like I say, fishing etiquette? What's kind of the rules you go by? Kind of depends upon who you talk to. So <laughs> when it comes to a lot of folks that, that walleye fish, there's almost like a, a mentality where it's, it's okay, and it always bothers me. But 
um, walleye fishermen are getting notoriously close to each other. They'll be on a hump or on a point or, or some structure area, and, and one guy will be catching fish, and guys will get up pretty close to him, and it's kind of is a common thing. But like I mentioned, it's annoying to me. I always try and stay <laughs> more than, than two, two cast distance away minimum um, is what I like to try and do. But it, it, although it doesn't really affect things that much as far as actually catching fish, just like I mentioned, it's kind of annoying. Right. But things like if you're bass fishing or fishing a, an edge and you're, you're working down, especially if you're directionally facing an area and getting on your electric motor working down a bank, Get in front of somebody like that really can be uh, detrimental in that type of a field. And then fly fishing especially is the one where it really matters. So uh, the, the biggest thing that, that I try and recommend for folks to not do is what's called high holing. So someone's fishing a hole and, and working up above. You're always fishing upstream when you're fly fishing. So you're or the majority of the application, you're, right. you're fishing upstream. So uh, I'm, I'm fishing in the back of the hole first and then working my way upstream to get up into the hole. And there's nothing that is more rude than someone jumping up above somebody and <laughs> fishing up above their hole on a place that you're, you're working up to. So if you're fishing around people in a crowded environment like Deckers or Cheeseman Canyon, always getting down below somebody is certainly the more courteous method. But try and leave as much, play, much, much space as possible. Granted, it's more challenging in some places than others. But there's always some other place to find some fish, and that's usually what I try and do is stay out of the, the holes that are kind of the community holes I joke around about and, and find some places that are a little more off by myself. Right. Again, Austin Parr is our guest. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store, as I mentioned, 2645 South Santa Fe. And once again, you need to know anything about fishing here, here in the state. I'm telling you, this is your one-stop shop for all your gear needs and advice as well their number 303-698-2550 and um austin i know you're you know about as busy as a man can be man with work family and all that you do and guiding but if some people still want to try to get out with you this year are there any slots available i do definitely have some some spots available and one just real quick i want to make mention of just something before i get into that if we got two seconds absolutely um so parks and wildlife over the last couple days uh, starting July 15th here, uh, have in uh, they, there's a, a voluntary fishing closure on the Colorado from basically the Highway 9 bridge at Kremling down to State Bridge after noon, after the noon hour every single day. But then there's also a fishing closure all day. Granted, it's voluntary, but it's a certainly the, the water temperatures are at a detrimental level for those brown trout. But down from State Bridge all the way to Glenwood Canyon is a voluntary fishing closure all day long due to water temperatures. So certainly something to take uh, into consideration. And if you're out fishing some rivers right now or fishing trout in general, it might be better to go up to the higher elevation environments, particularly uh, some small streams and and high elevation lakes. Those places never really have an issue with water temperatures at that elevation. So that's a better place to go. Those lower drainages right now are starting to get pretty warm already, and it seems like the last couple of years we've experienced this pretty much every single year, but we're starting off now on the Colorado from Kremlin down to Glenwood Canyon. Okay. Man, no, that's very valuable information, so no, we appreciate that. Yeah, but then back to the guide trip, certainly have some opportunities available. We'll get into that trolling bite in August and then into a good fall bite, and I do, so I'd love to get some folks out. Okay, great. Austin's number directly is 303-514-5546. Hey, take just a minute here, and when I say a minute, you got a few minutes, but uh, 
on your boat and beautiful boat by the way so i'll let you um plug that so to speak any way you want with your boats but i want you to kind of walk around the boat and just kind of talk about some of the gear that you use yeah so my boat really is rigged as good as you could possibly get it's a lund impact 2025 from crowley marine crowley's on i-76 and pecos roughly and they're the lund ranger and triton dealers um but then that that lund is set up with uh, what I've seen as the best trolling motor I've ever felt, I've ever been around, a Lowrance Ghost trolling motor, cable steer, as well as remote control driven trolling motor up front, and paired up with Lowrance Electronics. These are HDS Lives, they're top of the line, but one advantage with Lowrance that's really nice is that they have some really inexpensive units that do a lot of the things that these high-end ones do. So if you're looking to upgrade something, get into the, the $500 plus dollar range, get you into extremely high-quality Lowrance unit that can really help out. Um, but the big thing I always like to make mention of is all these different things with the trolling motor and the Lowrance sonars allow you to really have good boat control and get on these spots really directly. I mean, a lot of times that's the difference maker. So if you can figure out a way to find these spots with these contour maps and then stay on them with your electronic motor, Really, that is the difference maker. It's as important as what you're tying on the end of your line. So that's that's uh, the thing. If I can make any mention of somebody looking to get better at something, that would be what I would, would make mention of is, is getting better with that boat control. But couldn't be happier with that line. And if anyone needs anything from a small used boat all the way up to a really high-end big Lund, Crowley is your place. All right. Just tell them Austin Parr sent you. Um, yes, sir. All right. Let's topic on the store. Uh, anything maybe that you've been waiting on that you finally got in or anything that uh, folks, you say, hey, you got to come by and check this out for sure? Yeah. So I've been getting quite a few different items in. I just got some G. Loomis NRX Plus rods in that are super high-end rods, as well as also from the same company, uh, the Shimano uh, Symmetry Combos. If anyone's looking for a, a really nice, combo that's at a hundred dollar level rod and reel those are particularly good we sold tons of those last year and i've been more than happy with them and then one that i really like that's a limited edition fish pond net uh, in a brown trout pattern and that just came in as well so those guys are already hitting the shell or hit, hitting the, the guys are picking them up pretty good flying off the shelves so i'm i've been really fond of those but still i'm sitting on pretty good stock right now everything's kind of turning around a little bit as far as stock there's still a lot of things that i struggle to get but Everything's getting a little bit better by the day when it comes to physically getting inventory. So if anyone's looking for some product, I have the product down there right now, and and, uh, I'd be happy to help. Sure. Well, I tell you, man, when you look back at what you guys have been through, and I realize, you know, everybody has in their businesses, but especially what you guys have been through over these last few years, man, you have done a terrific, terrific job with you and your staff uh, keeping that store, man, fully loaded. So congratulations on doing a great job. We certainly appreciate it, Scott. All right, that's Austin Parr. Hey, give Austin a call if you want to go on a guided trip with him, 303-514-5546. But if you ever need some help and just want to check out some great gear, get by Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. Their number, 303-698-2550. Austin, appreciate your time, sir, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much, Scott. I appreciate it. You have a good day. You as well, sir. That's Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Quick reminder now, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays from 8 to 9 a.m. or once again from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend.
opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.